how to act inside of a pro wrestling locker room. Welcome to Wanna Be a Pro Wrestler B2. My name is Nikki Heat, and today we're going to be reacting to Jim Cornette on wrestling locker room introductions. This is going to fall in line with a lot of the pro wrestling etiquette that we discuss. I heard that Matt Riddle had received some flack because he did not introduce himself to the other wrestlers when he moved up to the main roster. Which makes me wonder about the etiquette of introductions. If you are a new wrestler to a roster, how do you introduce yourself to the other boys? Do you use your real name or your gimmick name? No, you don't. No. There are some people that go by their gimmick names, but that's because they've been in the business for so long. But I don't think that you do, because most people don't know who your character is to begin with. And especially if you're new, you don't want to go up and say, my name is Flapjack Sam and blah, blah, blah. But the original reason why we go up and introduce ourselves, we're showing our appreciation for the business. Because if they're on the top and we're on the bottom of the card, they can't be at the top of the card unless there are all those people underneath and all the people that set up the ring and all the people that set up the concessions. The reason why we're saying like hello by shaking hands at some point back in the day was like to see who's a real wrestler because you get like a real stiff handshake and then they're like, oh, he's going to be heavy. And then now there's like, here's my handshake and you shake like that. And it's like, what? This isn't a real handshake. But nobody, nobody does, does the pro wrestling handshake anymore. It's, it's not really a thing. thing. You, you don't, don't have to worry about, about that. that. You just go, hi, my name is... Most, most people, people won't remember. remember. You'll, You'll meet people like three times before, before they even start, start to remember. remember. Or, hello, Mr. Steen. My name is Rick Evans. I'll be wrestling as Axe Erickson. Oh, boy. <laughs> so Honestly, that would be fine. That wouldn't be too terrible. But if you know who you're working, you go up to them and say, hey, I'm going to be working with you tonight. And then that's a different conversation entirely. Is it the proper thing to try and meet everyone? Or don't the other wrestlers even care who you are? I've gone in and not said hello to people. And I don't think I've ever had an issue with people that were upset with me. Especially because when I was new and I was more hesitant to introduce myself just doing ring crew. Like I wasn't even on the actual roster. I was worried about missing people but it's not something that you need to think about in that regard if you are doing it out of spite that is an entirely different situation where people will start to be salty towards you and people will start to notice and it might come up in conversation at some point that it will have to be addressed this is so much horse shit i don't even know where to start um and again in today's wrestling environment they have concocted these traditions and rites that they go through and they've made up the the traditions as i said remember somebody sent us the clip where cody was saying well it's a tradition in wrestling if a guy's gonna win a belt fucking hell and then i've illustrated 20 years ago we didn't even have belts or bags that as i've said so many times has gotten completely out of control and I can say, first of all, I don't know what they do now. I think now they do call the guys, the, they call each other by their real names. Because this was going, the, the Motor City Machine, Motor, Motor, Motor Shitty, Motor City Machine Guns 
uh, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley, when they were in TNA, this was like 2007 or whatever, they called each other by their real name. We were having a finish meeting with a tag team and them and a referee, and they're calling each other by their real name. I don't know who the fuck they're talking about. Just to piggyback on that, when you're putting stuff together with your opponent or you're in a tag team, so it's all four of you, sometimes it is easier just to use people's legitimate wrestling names just because then you can kind of put it in place and you start to think about, if I have to yell this person's name in the match, then... When you're in front of the crowd you want to be in character. So it would be really weird if for some reason Brad Pitt was in a movie and someone's like, hey, Brad, what's up? And his name isn't Brad in the movie, so they wouldn't use that at all. It would be a blooper if that. But when we're live performing, you don't want to go, oh, hey, what's up, John? No, you just keep your name. You use the legitimate wrestling name. It would always be like, okay, so Cal and I will do this. Cal and I will do that. It's a little bit easier, and it starts to put that into your head that you're performing. And finally, I'd ask, why, what the who are you talking about? Well, he's so-and-so, and I said, well, he's Chris, and he's Alex from now on. Get used to it. Because no, nobody, the guys, unless you were best friends with somebody in and out of the business, you didn't call a guy by his real name in the days of the territories because that led you into a bad habit. That's why I saw an interview, this was 15 years ago, some of those, the divas they had in the WWE, I think one of them was at Kelly Kelly, they were calling each other by their real names on a television interview, and then laughing about it. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot your name is so-and-so. It's just, you don't get in the habit of calling somebody by their real name, because then you'll slip and do it in front of people. I've actually done that with like masked people. I've accidentally said people's names and that was like a big thing of mine that I had to self-correct because I didn't want to do it to embarrass the performers or to out them. Most of everyone knew who it was and knows who it is, but if you ruin it for just one person, then that's on you. It's something to be kept secret, essentially. And in a lot of cases... If you called a guy by his real name in front of somebody outside the locker room in those days, that guy would get fucking pissed at you real quick. What the fuck are you doing, motherfucker? So, yes, the guys used to call each other by their gimmicks. You think anybody ever came in the locker room where Abdullah the Butcher was sitting? Hi, Larry! If you were friendly with him, it was, hi, Abby. And if you were a, some schlub, it was, hello, Mr. Butcher. Because he had Mr. Butcher monogrammed on the pocket of his custom-made shirts, just so that you would get that idea. Very cartoony, very 80s, very outdated. I don't think that's anything anymore, unless you're meeting a name, which Abdullah the Butcher is a name, so maybe that would be appropriate, but... I just use Mr. First Name, Mrs. First, Miss First Name, whichever. It's just, for the most part, when you're meeting people that aren't from the WWE, WCW, TNA, or whatever, wherever they've been, you don't really have to worry about that. But anyway, so, so yes, so 
Now they call each other by their real names, and it, you know, I don't know what the fuck. It's just confusing. What was the other part of that thing? Oh, the the, the handshake. Right. When you went in a locker room in the old days, if you were in a territory, your first day in the territory, you're meeting a lot of people for the first time. You walk in the locker room and you shake everybody's hand and introduce yourself by your gimmick name. Hi, if I'm Chief White Owl, hi, Chief White Owl, or whatever. People don't know you. If you work some, some other name in a different territory and you know somebody from there, whatever the fuck. But you walk in the locker room and that would be about a three-minute procedure because you're in one room and you're either just meeting the heels or the baby faces, whichever one you are, so there's ten guys. The worst part about having to shake everyone's hand or trying to introduce yourself to everyone is when you're on ring crew and you don't introduce yourself right away to people that have come in because they're all saying hello to other people. I would just advise get them when they're not talking to anyone. Or if there's like the giant circle where everyone's like, hi, 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 because everyone's trying to be pro wrestling, you can go jump in that line. That's what I do, just so that way you can say, I did it. Or if it's someone from like a seminar or something like that, or someone that that has a name value, it makes sense to do that just to get close. But I wouldn't be upset if someone didn't shake my hand. And I think if someone is that upset about not shaking their hand, then they should be the person that comes up and introduces themselves if it's such a big deal to them. And if they have a problem with that, that's an ego thing. That's the pro wrestling issue. That's when they become marks. That's when you work yourself into a shoot, essentially, and you take it too seriously. You go all Hulk Hogan. Like, if you're that upset and your ego is that sensitive... If you're upset and your ego is damaged by some new kid not introducing themselves to you, then the problem is you. Maybe 12, or maybe that's the whole locker room and you're meeting 20 guys and a referee or two. And once you've done that, you've met everybody. Unless if you're in the Carolinas territory, there's a town running somewhere else. So sooner or later, you'll meet those guys. That was it. And then every night when you come in, you come in and you sit down. And if everybody's sitting there, you're shaking hands as you're putting your bag down. If somebody was getting a blowjob in the parking lot and wasn't in when you came and sat down and shook everybody's hand to say hello, and they come in later, you don't have to leap up and go over and shake their hand. You can just wave at them because you're seeing them every goddamn day. If you're seeing people every day or they're all kids from your class, that's more than enough at that point. It's it's excessive. It's just playing pro wrestler as a role. You're just doing what pro wrestlers say they do. But as a pro wrestler, I don't consistently introduce myself if we're on like three shows in a row where I'm going to see Coda Jacobs every single day, or if we're riding together, I'm not going to go, oh, hi, nice to meet you, good thing we drove together. Like, that's stupid. You just, hi, we're my, you're my friend. Hello. How, blah, blah, blah. Or if you, like, miss them, you can give them a hug or whatever. It, some people take pro wrestling and everything about it too seriously to the point where it's almost a joke. And the last thing that I would do is if I came in a building at a house show or TV or anywhere else, and there is Bill Watts and his booker, Bill Dundee, or Jerry Jarrett and his business partner, Jerry Lawler, or Dusty Rhodes, the booker, talking to Jim Crockett over in the corner about some business, and me. Maybe I'm the popcorn guy. Maybe I'm the the... C-team referee, maybe I'm the ring crew fellow, 
I'm going to go over and interrupt their conversation to stick my hand out and try to shake their hand and say, hey, hello, everybody. I'm here. I'm in the building. <laughs> fuck you. They would fire you. Get the fuck away from us. We're busy. But that's what happens now. Every time I've been in a goddamn administrative position in a wrestling promotion in the last 15 years, I go in and I'm trying to have a talk with the owner or I'm trying to have a talk with the booker or I'm trying to prep the goddamn TV announcers to do something or I'm maybe discussing a finish with the main event that night. And I'll swear to God, Howie the mailroom guy and the popcorn fella, Pete, will come up and interrupt that conversation to shake our hands and tell us that they're in the building. Yeah, usually people like that that are just super excited to be a part of the business are like the people that won't make it in regards to being a wrestler. They're just like super fans or they're just, they have that thing that you know that they're not going to make it and they've, they've made that. Sometimes there are people involved in the wrestling business that are just involved in the wrestling business because they're helping. No. You never know who is going to be who at a wrestling event. You don't know if someone's mom is taking tickets. You don't know if someone's brother is going to be the merchandise guy. But sometimes there are people that you can tell that just want to be there because they love it, but they don't have any chance of being a pro wrestler. They're just happy to be there for the opportunity. And those people are the ones that play pro wrestler. You'll be able to identify them pretty quickly. You've seen them if you know what I'm talking about. It's it's kind of one of those things where you're like, yeah, I kind of get that. But those ones are the ones that think that they're in the business. They're the ones that will go online and say, yeah, I've been in the business for 12 years, and they've done like four shows a year, and that's all that they've done is merchandise and taking tickets. And maybe they've done a security spot for their local fed. There isn't really much that like they've done in the business. They haven't learned much in that regard. They're just a big fan. It's it's okay. It's not a big deal. Like I get it, but at the same time, don't be a mizark. Because they have been convinced by the rest of these modern marks that that is some time-honored yeah. tradition that you've got to do or you will be ostracized for it. And where it apparently came from is the WWE locker room where these guys are so bored that they need to come up with shit to do to fuck with and or bully and or rib and or just occupy themselves with the young guys coming in to act like they have fucking status. I got news for Uh I haven't been in the WWE. No comment. I don't know. For you. Whether you're on the main roster or not, unless you're in the main event, you ain't got no fucking status. So if a guy's coming in kind of fair and he sees John Cena, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar. Well, maybe stay away from Brock. He might be pissed off at human contact. Shake those motherfuckers' hands. The rest of them, it's goddamn annoying, and they're not any more important than you are. And that that's the thing. This is 
another one of those things that's been made into a big deal. And then to the point now where some of the stars in the WWE believe this is or should be a big deal, to the point where if guys come in and... See, now the thing, there's 87 people. If you go to a WWE television taping, how many wrestlers you think are there? A lot more than you see on that particular one TV show. They've got everybody there standing by. Other shows they're taping that same night. Then there's the eight. So on an independent level, there's going to be anywhere between 12 and 20-something wrestlers, right? Ideally not more than 20, because if you do more than that, you're probably... uh not getting paid very much or it's way overstacked and you're doing way too much so let's say 20 guys is a good round number and then you have the promoter maybe a handful of other staff that's already going to be close to 30 people and that's at a higher scale a little bit even because for the most part i don't think it gets above 20 if you have to introduce yourself every single time it just gets tedious it just becomes unnecessary and most of the time they know you they know who you are. You've met them before. Quit being so pro wrestling and be a person. Then there's the fucking officials. Then there's just the important people. I use important in quotation marks. Uh, referees. I don't know why I didn't use them, but I included those in the 12 to 20. That wander around carrying papers and, sh and shit. You're saying hello and shaking hands all fucking day. And do you keep notes? Do you have a clipboard with all 97 people that you're supposed to shake the hand of? What if somebody was stopped? Forgot they don't go out in the parking lot and get a blowjob anymore. That's another thing we're missing from the wrestling business. What if somebody's outside playing on TikTok on their cell phone? And they walk in, you have them shaking there, you got to refer to their notes. Did I shake his hand? Fuck, I can't. Oh, I checked him off at 2.47 p.m. So I'm safe. He won't kill me. I shook his hand. What the fuck? A lot of guys used to just come in, wave hello, sit over in the corner, mind their own business, get dressed, go out, tear the fucking house down with a match because they're in the main event and people paid to see them. Go on their merry way. Wasn't so complicated. Pro wrestling etiquette is a really weird thing, and being a part of pro wrestling training and then being able to go on to do shows and be a part of the ring crew is really cool and it's exciting. But if you start to get a little bit of heat because you're starting to miss people, most of the pro wrestlers that are actually professionals, they're like, yeah, they're kind of a mark. Like, it, it's fine. That's just how they are. You just have to deal with it. So just start to notice who's going to be an issue and who are the problem people like that that take offense to that, that damages their egos because you didn't say, hello, hi, uh, you're a great wrestler. It's... It's unnecessary. Just stop being so much of a pro wrestler and be a person and treat people how you want to be treated. The purpose of this is to take content from people, from pro wrestlers, from entertainers that are entertaining and they have entertainment value, but we're taking it from entertainment to education. So you're getting a pro wrestling entertainment education you don't know when you're watching a wrestling match and you're like this is cool but you don't know how to kind of break it down and understand it to deconstruct it to the point where you're like i can use this little bit i learned this much about that i 
I understood what they meant by slowing down. I learned a little bit about signature moves. I learned a little bit about character development. You don't know exactly what you're doing. And this process from me is to try to help you guys get to the point to where you're not just getting it as entertainment. You're taking it to deconstruct it and actually use it to your benefit. It's something that I wish I would have had that would have saved me a lot of time because I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I've listened to all the Bruce Pritchard stuff, Eric Bischoff stuff, but what is me listening to Bruce Pritchard explain how great the Hell in a Cell match with Kane interrupting it was? It doesn't do me any good. It just says it was great. It's fun. It's for the fans. Like, yeah, we're all fans, but how do you turn that and to education how do you take that and use it and understand it and then apply it so this is to take that and bring it into something actually applicable something tangible it's to take entertainment and turn it into a tangible form of education to take it into the next phase of your pro wrestling career 